The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. Bully Ray and I talk all about AEW and NXT last night. We get over the whole vibe. We get into the flim flam with the inner circle. We get into Drake Mavericks match as well. And also we talk about the TNT tournament that continues on AEW Dynamite. We also talk about a new segment that's starting each and every Monday, which is get yourself over Monday. Us highlighting a different independent wrestler that you choose. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. But I got to admit, whether it hits or not, I'm a fan of the Flim Flam. I'm a ticket to the Flim Flam. If you look at the history of pro wrestling, stop doing the Flim Flam for a second. (laughs) You'll have your moment to do the Flim Flam. You want to try to do it together? Here we go. Do we go up or down first? Up. Okay. Up, up, side, Side. <laughs> you we go up, you go down, down, you go jerk, you go jerk, you go left, you go right. What are you doing? Whoop, 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 whoop. What are you doing? You do the you flim went flam. You went, you went jerk twice. No, no. Well, he got, you know, if you, if you jerk it more than twice, you're playing with it. You go whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> First of all, I popped for the bottle of hand sanitizer because that's the exact bottle of hand sanitizer that the woman accosted me over at Walgreens. the Walgreens. <laughs> so uh, that was the Walgreens green hand sanitizer. Big mark for it. It's got, it's got aloe. It's got vitamin E. It's very nice on your hands. And it's it doesn't have that, sp- soft. you know, that some of that ones that they have like the sprinkles in it. I don't you know. Like it's one of the flakes. There's like flakes and I don't want that. Dreamers of sprinkles guy, triple sprinkles. Anyway, so I popped to the hand sanitizer, but then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is so stupid. This is so freaking ridiculous. And then it, you know, it dawns on me. The more over you are in pro wrestling, the more stupid shit you can get away with. Look at it. Look at this. Look, remember when when Austin and and Kurt did the thing with they were playing the guitars and uh, and you know the little hats on their head. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. I Amazing. got Olympic gold. I yeah. got Olympic. That's an Olympic gold medalist singing Jimmy crack corn and it worked. 
Think of all the stuff that, you know, that all, all the comedy stuff that Austin did later on in his run. The stuff that Rocky got a, away with. The stuff that Hunter and Sean would get away with. What's my point? Stuff like a little bit of the bubble and flim flam are effing ridiculous. But it gets over. Why? Because Chris is over. Why did Flim Flam get over last night? Because the uh, because the inner circle are over. It's so funny to see Jake Hager, you know, uh, this, you know, this badass. He's like, yeah, come on, let's do the Flim Flam. But then like Guevara's like, oh guys, I don't really feel up to it. You know? It's it just uh, it's it's entirely too entertaining. And then they did the shot of the, the robot vacuum, and I thought Jericho was going to start cutting a promo on the robot vacuum because he's, a, you know, the grumpy old man. He's yelling at everybody yeah. and anything. It's funny, man. It's funny. And you're right. It's, it's, it's adapting, and it brings a smile to my face. And right now, I think everybody needs a little bit of a smile on their face. And whether it's release the hounds or, like you said, or a little bit of the bubbly or... You know, what we got with uh, Flim Flam or even the, the homage to Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 last week with cooking the eggs and the orange juice overflowing. Like, that's that's the type of stuff that are like those little things that could become big things. He didn't know a little bit of the bubbly was going to get as big as it did. Of all the stuff that happened that night when... Chris Jericho won that AEW World Heavyweight Championship. More than anything was that one line, and it just attracted into this whole big social media fiasco. And listen, Flim Flam might not. It might fall short. But I love the attempt of it, and I love the way that Chris Jericho is adapted to everything. And and you know what? Sammy Guevara, who was Sammy Guevara before being a part of the inner circle? You know, You know what I mean? Like... You know, obviously, you know, uh, Santana and Ortiz, they were a very, very talented tag team on Impact Wrestling. But look where they are now with AEW. Like, you know, Chris Jericho has done wonders with this faction. AE, that inner circle is one of the reasons why I love tuning into AEW on Wednesday nights. Now, there's a lot to like about AEW. I'm a fan of AEW. I think everyone who listens to the show knows that. But the must-see is definitely the Inner Circle and Chris Jericho. Um, I don't even know if the Inner Circle is as much see as the whole show is. And I, and I give these guys a lot of credit because they're keeping my attention during times when I, I don't necessarily think my attention would have been kept. Case in point, I think they're doing a great job with their distribution of time for talents across the board. When was the last time we saw Scorpio Sky on TV? Other than like we saw that little vignette or something like that, as far as in a match, it's, I guess it's been it's been weeks. All of a sudden, they throw a Scorpio Sky vignette in there about you know he wanted to quit wrestling and his mom, and, and I was like, instantly, I'm back invested in Scorpio Sky. They're peppering in guys and gals here and there just enough, so we're not just focusing on a certain handful of talent like the wwe in aew they're forcing us to concentrate on all of their talent because they're 
listen, the inner circle is going to get their time. Cody's going to get their time. Kenny's going to get their time. You know, every all the top guys are going to get their time. But after they figure out, okay, who's getting the first hour, and then we got another 45 minutes over here, let's put this vignette in here. Let's give this person a match. Everybody's getting peppered in. Everybody is being kept alive during these very difficult times to keep yourself alive, which is one of the reasons why I threw out the tweet yesterday about independent wrestling, and I know we're going to get to that. We're trying to do our part here on Busted Open to help independent wrestling stay alive and give independent wrestlers an opportunity to come on Busted Open, get themselves over, tell the, tell the public who they are, maybe sell a T-shirt or, you know, or something like that. AEW is doing a, 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 an incredible job with their time management. You brought up Chris Jericho and saying a little bit of the bubbly. He probably never planned that. Riffing off the top of his head. No different than sitting there and a guitar player riffing to come up with a tune or a, or, or a guy writing lyrics or, or thinking about a promo. Just riffing. And that's what makes Jericho and Shivani's commentary so entertaining. Those guys have nobody in their ear producing them. They're not looking at a script. They know who the talent are is in the ring, and they're just talking. On Tuesday, Dave, me and you talked about how AEW utilizing Jericho at commentary and utilizing the boys to surround the ring was just enough smoke and mirrors to keep us distracted from the fact that there is nobody there. And not only is it keeping us distracted, now I find that it's keeping me as entertained, if not more entertained, by what's going on in the ring. And you know what? It's so funny, Bully, because we would talk every single Thursday morning and we would talk about, you know, what do we like better, AEW and NXT? And you would say almost every Thursday morning, NXT was the better wrestling show, wall-to-wall wrestling. I thought the wrestling was better on NXT, but AEW grabbed my attention more because of the crowd. You know, the, you know, the 10,000 people in attendance, you know, the way they were so hot and into everything, it was something that really motivated me to stick and stay with AEW. Now, here we are in this new world, and AEW is coming up with ways completely different than what they were doing two months ago to, to get if they make me it's almost impossible to switch off of AEW and I'm, I know listen you could accuse me of being an AEW mark all you want I don't give a shit because when it comes to wall-to-wall entertainment AEW has me hooked every Wednesday and it's for the reasons you just said they do a great job of putting over their talent the matches have been good there's no doubt about it But they have been doing wonders with the, hey, we don't have a crowd. We're going to put our roster around the ring. I loved it. You know, Sean Spears was having me laugh. I I laughed out loud to Sean Spears with the signs. With Sammy Guevara, you owe me money. And and the way he was, like, nodding. Like, I, I laughed out loud. And then you have Shivani and you have Chris Jericho. Now, I'm not comparing it, but it's, it's similar in the way of a Gorilla Monsoon and a Bobby Heenan. Do, am I saying Shivani and Chris Jericho are Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan? No. But I could watch, you know, jobber match after jobber match. If Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan were doing the commentating, it didn't matter because they were freaking entertaining. It's the same thing with last night. It could be, you know, Wardlow beating the shit out of some enhancement talent. But if Shivani and Chris Jericho are doing the commentating, I'm not switching off of that because they're so freaking funny. 
Last night, there was, for me as a fan, I'm not talking as a professional. I'm not analyzing or overanalyzing. I was some, I was a lump sitting in my easy chair watching wrestling last night. And I can tell you 100% I was more entertained by AEW than NXT. And it's for the two reasons I told you on Tuesday. It's as if we talked about it on Tuesday and it smacked us on the, in the face last night. Between the guys and gals at ringside, Jericho, and then what we're getting in the ring. I'm sorry, but I'm a lot more invested in the characters and the wrestlers that AEW is giving me right now than NXT is. Everything... Listen, it's the world of the WWE. It's obviously going to feel more canned. I don't want canned right now. Yeah. I want you to do anything and everything to entertain me. And when I find myself watching badasses like Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager doing the flim flam, it's so out of the realm of what they should be doing that it works Perfectly. And you know what I was last night? I was entertained by the pro wrestling show. And you know what? Listen, they won't do that with a Lance Archer. Like Lance Archer's the badass they're presenting with Jake the Snake Roberts, and Jake is like this just verbal demon, and you have Lance Archer. Listen, they're not going to have Lance Archer dancing, doing the flim-flam in the middle of the ring because obviously there's a long-term deal and story that they're building up with Lance Archer, and they're not going to mess with that, nor they should. But, you know, when you have somebody like Chris Jericho that you know is as entertaining as he is, then why would you not use that to your advantage? And they're definitely doing that. The Yakin Barak Show is your home for daily boxing coverage, but also brings you the biggest names in pop culture and entertainment. My pleasure to introduce CeeLo Green. Tune in to SiriusXM Fight Nation this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern for an A-list extravaganza featuring top comedians, actors, musicians, and more. We got the opportunity right now to have on the line Jeezy. The Yakin Barak A-list special airs only on your home for boxing, culture, and lifestyle. SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Listen at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. I want to make a crystal ball prediction here. Go ahead. You are not enthralled with what went on with Jake Drake Maverick last night. I was not. <laughs> I knew it. Now, now, why do you say that? How did you uh, know? Just keep going. Go ahead. All right. And here's why. And this is not a knock. I actually thought NXT was really good last night. We'll get into the, the overall show in just a second. But NXT is a good show, but it just shouldn't be have to go head to head with AEW. That's I wish it what, didn't. There you go. I I'm wish sorry, it didn't interrupt you, but go ahead. yeah. I, 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 and really quick, just on that thread, I know it's like it's cool. It's the Wednesday Night Wars, and the, and no, it's not because it's like it hurts both shows. Like the the viewership would be so much better for AEW and the viewership would be so much better for NXT if they weren't going head to head. Like it's it's sad that it's going head to head. I wish one of them would move nights and go and be on a different night. I really do. AEW is an offensive show. NXT is a defensive show. And it shouldn't be a defensive show because quite honestly, NXT is the best show that the WWE is putting out there on a weekly basis. So instead of being a defensive maneuver on a chessboard, it should have its own night and be spotlighted that way. I wish it was. I wish it was on, you know, Tuesday nights or Thursday nights. I really, really do. But I digress. That, 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 that's a discussion for another day because Drake Maverick, I think when you look at NXT right now, 
And I think, you know, you've seen the last couple of weeks, NXT has won the ratings war with AEW. I think there's a big reason why, Bully. I think that reason why is it's live. Live is always going to beat taped. You know, anything can happen when you're live. When you're taped, it's it just has the feel of being taped. And right now, honestly, you could have told me NXT was taped, and I would believe you just by, you know, there being no audience. But that being said, another reason why I think NXT was a must-watch last night was not just the live component, but Drake Maverick. We all know what happened to Drake Maverick last week, Bully. And you keep saying, and it's true, what, two and a half million views on his video that he put out there on social media last week after he was released by the WWE? Yep. Um, NXT roughly gets what? Between right now, between 600 and 700,000 viewers on a Wednesday. So much more people saw that social media video that Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud, put out there last week as opposed to who watch NXT on a Wednesday. After the loss in the tournament last night, and he's, he's not, he hasn't been eliminated yet, but he has a loss in that tournament. You know, he was interviewed, and he's on a stairwell, and he's in tears. And the first thing I'm thinking of is, man, if I'm NXT, if I'm the WWE, why not play off of what the real-life situation is with Drake Maverick? Everybody who's watching NXT, Bully, everyone. This isn't Monday Night Raw. This is NXT. Everyone who is watching NXT knows what happened to Drake Maverick last week. Everybody. I don't think there's one person that watched that show that's not aware of what happened to Drake Maverick last week. Why not play off of that? Why not? Why not use the realism of the situation? Because I'm sorry, Bully, I'm not buying anything that Drake Maverick is saying and the fake tears on that stairwell when he's talking about like losing a match in a tournament and maybe the naysayers are right. Maybe I can't do that. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the real-life situation of a man's livelihood in jeopardy, his career, you know, completely moving on to the dream that he once had. You saw tears in that Twitter video he released, right? Yes. Were those legit tears? Yes. Did you feel the emotion? Yes. Did you see him cry last night on the stairs? Yes. You think they were legit tears? No. Real emotion? No. It's very difficult to go out there and show me your true self on social media and then show me your canned self on TV. Do you know what he you know who he reminded me of last night? Who? Becky Lynch. How's Becky on social media? Amazing. How's Becky on TV with what they give her? Canned. There you go. The Drake Maverick story is a great story. Now, you're like, why wouldn't they continue with the real life story? I think they are in their own storytelling way. I think he's going to lose. I think he's going to be at, you know, at the bottom, and then maybe he'll work, work his way back up. If they don't, if they, if they truly have released him, and maybe his release is going to take, you know, is a month from now, and they're going to have him do the matches, have a couple of matches in the tournament. 
if they truly have released Drake Maverick and by now they haven't re-signed him just to have him there, very foolish. And I hope that another company is smart enough, despite the fact that everybody is on a hiring freeze right now, I hope another company is smart enough to throw some, uh, some like a stipend at him. Throw something at him just to get him on paper. He's too talented. But then what you see last night makes you scratch your head and go, wait a minute. It's not the same guy from social media. And I don't necessarily need to see Drake Maverick wrestle. If, if I do see Drake Drake Maverick wrestle, I don't want to see him against Jake Atlas. I could give a shit less about that match. Not taking anything away from Jake Atlas or Drake Maverick. You got a guy like Drake Maverick, you put him in a story with the polar opposite of him. You put him in there with a bully. You have somebody breathing down his neck going, you crying, whiny little bitch. You got released and you went on social media and you cried about it? You represent the younger generation. Old school guys would have just took it on the chin and not said a word. Picked themselves up, dusted themselves off, and lived to fight another day. You cried about it. Boom, done. You got a story. There's your, there's your social media story. But this yes, is no. the danger. This is the danger of having him. If he's truly released, this is the danger of having him to continue to work after the fact. Because now he's a hero. Everybody's tuning in to see Drake Maverick. He's must-watch TV, and he's no longer with the company. So, you know, if they're gonna, if their th- way of thinking is, well, we're not gonna put him over, he's leaving. Then why are you having him on TV? Because people now know his story, and that's why they're watching him. I don't think he's splitting. It can't. I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. Listen, Hunter is entirely too smart. That's A. B. Who discovered Drake Maverick? Borash. Correct. Borash works very closely with Hunter and works exclusively with NXT. If anybody is going to pump the brakes for Drake Maverick, it's going to be Jeremy Borash. The kid is well-liked. He's highly entertaining. Maybe they got a little ahead of themselves in saying, all right, we're going to release him because we have nothing for him right now, and he takes up a certain amount of money towards the bottom line. But I think right after that video hit, they probably said, well, let's rethink this. They're probably going to have him in some kind of story where he, you know, he battles back and is the ultimate underdog. That's why he was second-guessing himself last night. Gee, golly whiz, maybe I really can't do this, boo-hoo. You know, it's it's it. You know, it's 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 like Rudy, really wondering if he could ever make it. You know, onto the field and into a Notre Dame. You know, you know a Notre Dame jersey. But if they're keeping him, let's just let's just assume because of all the backlash and because of that video last week, they're like, all right, the one guy we can't get rid of right now is Drake Maverick because everyone's behind him. And we're going to look really bad if we let this continue. Let's just assume that that's the case. And I think you make great points with Triple H and Jeremy Borash. Then why then have the story that he was released? 
Have the story that everyone already who's watching the show knows about. Have it that, you know, we released him last week. You know, Drake Maverick, because, hey, he wants to follow this through, even though he's no longer an employee with the WWE. He's going to fulfill his obligation of being in this tournament, have him win the tournament, and now we can't let him go because he won the tournament. And the way you go about it is this. You give people a piece of reality. He releases the video on social media, grabs the two and a half million people, which nobody else in the WWE is doing right now. Last night, I would have put him on TV backstage with Hunter. Not in the middle of the ring. I would have did this backstage where you see him getting ready for his match and Hunter walks in and says, and brings the story forward. Listen, man, you know, it wasn't my decision. There are certain decisions that come in, you know, that happen in this company that come from somebody much higher than me. And I think you know who that is. Now they've put the heat on Vince, who is the consummate heel. So instantly, Hunter's playing babyface, puts the heat on Vince. Listen, kid, you know, sorry. This comes from a, a higher power, a higher authority. You don't even have to say Vince's name. And Hunter says, but I'll make you this deal. You win this tournament, I'll make sure you hold on to your job. This week on World of Basketball, Australia's five-time Olympian and FIBA Hall of Famer, Andrew Gaze, shares his thoughts on LaMelo Ball as an NBA prospect. I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's good size. He's a, a really, really good athlete. But in NBA, the standards, he's not an elite athlete. He can pass the ball. The thing that I think impressed me the most is not necessarily everything I saw on the floor because his talent is really good, but he listens, he's respectful, and that he seems to buy into the team concepts. New episodes of World of Basketball are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app and Pandora. And yesterday after we signed off, you tweeted this. We support independent wrestling and want to do our part to help since you can't watch your favorite indie star right now which talent would you like to hear from on busted open and why feel free to tweet whoever you'd like us to interview and then you have like this great you know support wrestling screw coronavirus and in our world in our community obviously the indie scene there is no indie scene right now i mean because nobody can put on shows in this current climate so we're going to try to do our part, Bully, of getting some of these indie wrestlers on to talk about their story, get themselves out there to a national audience, and who knows, maybe sell a, a T-shirt or two. Yeah, you know, the whole – I've been thinking about the whole independent scene uh, since the whole coronavirus situation started. And you, you look on social media, and you have a lot of the indie guys doing their absolute – and girls – doing their absolute best to support one another – and telling, you know, people, you know, go to pro wrestling tees, buy a t-shirt, support indie wrestling. It, re it really seems like independent wrestlers are trying their hardest to do whatever they possibly can to keep themselves relevant during a time where it's almost impossible to keep yourself relevant unless you have a really strong social media presence or are on TV. So I'm thinking about how we could help out these younger wrestlers here on the show. And it's all about getting yourself over. So I thought it would be cool if Busted Open could do our part in having 
younger independent wrestlers on the show people that the you know the wide variety of fans may not know about so i threw it out there yesterday and it was tremendous response from uh from fans all over tagging the wrestlers that they want to see i mean and a, a couple of names you know stick out already the one name that stuck out to me immediately was Danhausen. Do you know who Danhausen is? Well, you know, you and I were talking about some of the names that were tweeted, and I love the way you described him to me. And he, he, you said he's kind of like a, a nice guy version of King Diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's very nice and very evil. I still don't get him. I, I, I don't get it at all, but I'm entertained by him. So do I necessarily need to get it? No. You know? And people are into him. He, he, uh, he has the same kind of following. People are into Dan Housen the same way they're into Orange Cassidy. That's how I see it. Yeah, I, I mean, a guy that's over just- is Rover. Like, seriously, like, you can't put your finger on just why you like it, but you like it. And that's all that yeah. really matters. So, like I said, that's the name that jumped out to me the most, Danhausen. And and if you're listening right now, and if you have a an indie uh, talent that you enjoy, that you'd like to hear on Busted Open, please tweet Busted Open, myself, Dave, you know, uh, make sure you at, or, you know, uh, what is it? Tag, whatever, your, your favorite wrestler that you want to hear us talk to. And we're going to do our best for as long as this, you know, virus lasts, like every Monday, to talk to a new talent that you may have never heard about. And basically, Dave, we're just going to give them an opportunity to get themselves over. Get yourself over Monday. All right. So I guess we can use the hashtag, get yourself over. Use the hashtag, get yourself over, so we can filter through those, Bully, as best we can. And yeah, why don't we do it every Monday? We could do it to start hour two. Every single Monday, like get yourself over Monday and and get a lot of these indie wrestlers on. Bully, we talked about it the other day. We talked about it yesterday when we had Camille on. Like one of the things I really wanted to do is make a lot of fans aware of the other organizations outside the WWE. You know, the the Ring of Honors, the New Japans, the NWAs, like all these different organizations out there to talk about on a mainstream level. And believe me, Busted Open being the show that it is, is on a mainstream level. So right now, because everybody's not able to do these shows and not able to get out there and see new talent, I think the best way we can do it is highlight these wrestlers until we get on the other side of this. And I, I actually think, Bully, once we get to the other side of this situation, it's really going to help the indie scene. Because I think a lot more people are going to be more apt to go see some of these indie shows than to go see the big arena shows. Because especially when you look at the mass of people involved and when you look at the economic uh, dent that this is making on a lot of people, when we get to the other side of this, I think a lot of wrestling fans are going to be more open to seeing indie shows. That's a lot more inexpensive for them and their families and be in front of a lot less people. So if we can get these names out there and make you aware of it, once we get on the other side of this, these people are probably going to people be the people you're paying a ticket to go see a year from now, two years from now. 
I know as a, an, when I was a younger wrestler coming up, whenever I was given the opportunity to go do radio interviews or anything like that, I jumped at it. And even as a seasoned veteran, whenever I could go do radio, I was always into it. Obviously, being a guest on this show as many times as I had or any any radio. I'll, I'll share my one f- uh, funny radio station. I was uh, I was at a station one, t- one time, and it was uh, a hip-hop station. And I get on there, and I get in the studio, and the DJ goes on, and he goes, he's like, yeah, welcome to, like, Hot 97 Jams, hip-hop in the morning. We got some, uh, we got some Run DMC coming up, and we got some, uh, we got some uh, Salt and Pepper coming up. We got some Jay-Z coming up. But who we got right now in the studio is our main man, the TNA world champion. Man, go in hell and tell everybody what your name is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh boy! I slumped right down in my chair, and I was like, um, "Bully Ray." That was it. Yeah, I didn't belong on that station because <laughs> nobody knew who the hell I was. But I always jumped at the opportunity to do radio, and um, I think me and you are more than happy to give independent wrestling talent an opportunity to get their voices out there on this show. And hey, get yourself over. Let people know who you are, where they can see you, why they should be invested in you. And yeah, maybe they'll buy a t-shirt. And the other thing, too, is that's why I'll never understand. And it it frustrated the hell out of me when I worked with the NFL and even frustrates me more when I do bust it open is a lot of wrestlers that won't go on and do media. A lot of organizations that don't understand the importance of having their wrestlers on, you know, shows like this to get and grab attention for them because that's going to mean a hell of a lot down the road. I remember, you know, as a big Cowboy fan, when Jimmy Johnson was the head coach, he wanted his players to do as much media as possible. Hey, go out there and do radio. Go out there and do TV. And a lot of teams didn't understand the importance of it. And Jimmy Johnson said to them, like, you know, a lot of players are like, oh, the last thing I want to do after practice is do media. You know, the last thing I want to do after a game is do interviews. He's like, guys, believe me, you're going to thank me when it's all over. Because the more media do, the more attention you're going to get. And that's going to help you once you retire. And what do you see with a lot of Cowboys, especially those 90s Cowboys, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Moose Johnston, like all those players went on to do media. Why? Because they were smart enough to do media while they had the football in their hands. And when it comes to wrestling, especially now, please take advantage of it. So Bully is right. Use the hashtag. Get yourself over. Tell us about a lot of these indie wrestlers that you would want to hear from right here on Busted Open, Bully. Here, I'll give a plug and a pop to two guys right now who just popped up in the amount of time we were talking. A couple of people have already taken to social media. And between yesterday and today, here's two more names that I'm seeing a lot. A guy named J.P. Warhorse and Christian Cobain. So, boom, there you go. Two names that probably have not been talked about for a while. We just spoke about on Busted Open. J.P. Warhorse. Christian Cobain. So let's see if we can get a hold of these guys and let's talk to them also. Somebody's got to get in touch with Danhausen. Yeah, so, that, that's the guy we got to get on from. Girl, that's your job. Get in touch with Danhausen and make sure he's on for Monday. Are you there? Where's the girl? Where is she? What is she She's doing? There. She's there. She's putting thumbs her thumbs up. up. Can, can I was she giving talk? you a thumbs up. I didn't think you wanted to talk to me. Well, if, if I say girl, that means you. That means you talk. When I tell you to talk, you talk. Okay. Can I talk? 
Are you gonna get are you gonna get Dan Housen on? Oh, I'm already on it. He's very nice and very creepy and very evil. Wow, I don't deal with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, Gabby. Good answer. All right. So we'll see what happens on Monday. Every single Monday at eleven AM Eastern time, get yourself over and use that hashtag. Get yourself over to tell us who on the indie scene you want to hear from right here on Busted Open. Bully, what do you say we go to some nation members for a first time today? <laughs> Wait, are we doing first time callers again? No, we're taking any nation <laughs> member that wants to come on. By the way, we had some technical difficulties yesterday, so we can't, let's not blame the callers, the first time callers. Now, there were some callers that I don't think knew which end was up when it came to the receiving end and the talking end of the telephone, but I digress. Let's go out to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go out to Austin in Baltimore. What's going on, Austin? Nothing much, guys. I just wanted to talk about how much I loved AEW Dynamite last night. You guys said it best. I don't think there's anybody in the business more entertaining than Jericho right now. And I don't think there's anybody as valuable in the business as Jericho right now. I mean, this guy's running multiple segments on the show. He's on commentary. He can be your most dastardly heel. He can be your biggest baby face. He can make everybody in the arena laugh, and he can make everybody in the arena flick him off. I mean, I just love everything that Chris Jericho is doing right now. And even though we haven't seen much of MJF recently, it was worth it just for that little video that we got last night of him complaining about the hangnail because that was gold. There's people legitimately thinking that he was hurt or something, and he worked all of them. I loved it. What do you guys think? Yeah, and Austin, thank you so much for the phone call. Um, good call by Austin. Uh, first of all, that wasn't MJF's house that he was in front of last night. It was his rat's house. <laughs> it was his whose house? His rat's. It was MJF's rat's house. What's that? Oh, I thought everybody knew that. Didn't you find it a little odd that the PC police, the social media police, didn't jump on that and start bashing AEW and MJF? For referring to a woman as a rat? Oh, I mean, no. I think that's kind of like, you know, it, it is what it is, bully. Give you me know, a it's like a groupie in a rock You band. know damn well if the WWE would have did that, that the, the PC police would have been all over it on social media. I mean, I guess. It's freaking funny. I thought it was I, hilarious. I laughed out loud. I, I'm, I'm agreeing thinking, with you. I'm like, I'm like, boy, MJF's got a pretty damn nice looking house. And then what do you see in the car? It's MJF's rats. Like the I laughed. That was like the funniest thing I've seen. It, it, oh my Dave, God. I texted you about it. I thought it was funny too. I don't have a problem with it. But the Maybe double people didn't standard, it, you know? the double standard is insane. If the oh, WWE no, ever put like, you know, I don't know. So and so's rat's house. Oh my God. Maybe. Be a nuclear bomb on social media. Maybe, maybe not. I I liked it. I thought no, it was no. Funny. You 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 know damn well what would he happen. Listen, he takes care of his he takes care of his friends. Takes, not a he friend. Takes, he takes well, it's whatever it is. He takes he takes care of them. And you know, we wish honest to good goodness though, we wish MJF well. It's a bitch to have a hangnail. Yeah, it's a bitch to have a hangnail. I know we've had our our issues and our problems in the past, but you know, with everything that's going on, it's hard to hate anybody. And I've had a hangnail. It's a bitch. 
Here's the here is why AEW is so entertaining and how they're resonating and getting over with their fan base. After MJF's promo last night, somebody set up a GoFundMe for MJF's hangnail, and the GoFundMe is set at one million dollars. There you go, because any because it's going to cost one million to remove that hangnail. Amazing. But between the flim flam stuff, the MJF stuff, the good, re- like the Kenny Omega match, the, the, uh, the emotional investment match of Dustin Rhodes, they are giving me, uh, you know, I always talk about wrestling as a buffet. You know, uh, I'll, I'll use Ring of Honor for a second. Ring of Honor is a buffet, but it's all chicken dishes. It's chicken this, chicken this, chicken this, chicken this, because it's wrestling, 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 wrestling. With AEW, you're getting the best buffet in sports entertainment and pro wrestling that I know of right now because you're getting a lot of great wrestling, a lot of great character development, a lot of very realistic promos, a lot of great younger talent. They're allowing local enhancement talent to get out there and do their stuff. WWE is also doing that too, so I give them credit. But across the board... As a fan, I am thoroughly entertained by what AEW is giving me on Wednesday night. I appreciate what NXT is doing, but I'm not as entertained as it. Nothing made me laugh last night on NXT. So the sports entertainment company didn't entertain me in a way that I wanted to laugh. I loved Gargano and, and Candice LeRae. Yeah, that, I thought that vignette was really cool, actually. Very cool. And, and I went to social media. I'm like, wow, I almost, and, and I could be totally off on this one. This is just how it resonated with me. I got a Mickey and Mallory Knox, a la natural born killers kind of vibe from them. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm not saying that that's the direction they're going in, but that's the vibe I got off them, and I liked it. I liked it. I, it was, I liked I liked the Io Shirai vignette that they played. I thought that was very good. I, I you know I loved the mystery around Killer Cross and Scarlett Bardot. I, I I thought I actually thought their vignettes that they had on last night was more interesting and more entertaining and got me more invested than the actual matches that I saw on NXT last night. I agree. I it was agree. very very interesting. I I liked what AEW did in the beginning of the show with Cody. Cody was putting everybody over. Cody was telling the story. Cody's starting to remind me of the Michael Corleone of freaking AEW. If Jericho's the Hulk Hogan of AEW, Cody's the Michael Corleone of AEW. He's sitting there. He's in his suit. He's looking at this guy, this guy. My brother said he's going to retire. This guy's no joke. He's telling a story. He's putting everybody over. And because Cody is telling you to emotionally invest in these people, because Cody is telling you to give a damn about these people as a fan, you're going to want to listen to Cody and give a damn about these people. That's what I, I mean. And you know what? Like, that's what the commentators are supposed to do as well. But you know what? That's why the role's a little bit different in AEW because you have the entertaining Shivani and Jericho connection. They needed to have Cody at the start of the show to kind of get the guys over that you were going to see during the course of the two hours. And that's why I want to see Raw and SmackDown utilize veteran talent on the announce desk. That's why I came up with the crazy idea of Vince and Austin on announce, or you said, uh, you know, Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels, or, or or Mick Foley and somebody else. All of these veterans who are super over, who can get talent over. You got two jobs right now. You got to keep me interested, and you got to keep me entertained. 
And right now, the WWE announced teams, are they giving us what Jericho and Shivani are giving us? Not even close. It's, not, it's, it's completely different. How about the cool shit we're getting with Taz? I brought it up a little bit. Taz's voice was heard for about two minutes on AEW last night. But that two minutes made me care more about uh, Omega's V-Trigger. Taz is taking moves that are just moves, and he's putting credibility on them. If wrestlers sold the moves the way Taz is selling the moves and putting the credibility on the moves that he's putting on them, these moves would mean a shitload more than they're doing. Listening to Taz talk about a move makes that move more credible than the guys that are doing it right now because unfortunately, the guys that are taking these moves are not selling them appropriately. Thank God Dustin Rhodes had the brains because of the veteran that he is to win with the Canadian Destroyer and not just use it as a spot, as a false finish. It's a freaking finish. It's one of the greatest finishes I've ever seen in my life invented by Petey Williams. It's a freaking finish and i popped last night when dustin used it good job dustin your home for all things combat sports is sirius xm fight nation start your day with hall of fame pro wrestling talk on busted open respect these men and women that build the business then the Barack show keeps you up to date on all things boxing boxing is the theater of the unexpected and mma guru luke thomas has you covered for mixed martial arts joe rogan is the most important influencer in all of mma the fight game broken down like nowhere else only on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 you, you tell me things that people post. I'm looking for it. I can't find shit. I, You're going to just I'm, stop I'm that pits. I am the worst. I'm the pits. You're the shits. Come on. Now. Don't be. Let's not be. Let's <laughs> the girl's just shaking her head and smiling like, yep. Let's yep. I agree. I agree. Because I'm trying to give a little props, you know, because you were talking about the, you know, indie wrestlers getting the indie. I'm trying to give a little props to reggae dad. Super reggae man. Is having a show tonight. Every Thursday, he does like like a a, con, a concert just for social media. Man, I'm trying to find the link. But anyway, here's, an, I, here's another guy that keeps popping up: Luke Hawks. Maybe talk I'm Luke looking, Hawks. I'm looking forward to doing this on Mondays, bully. Yeah, I think it's gonna listen. Every in this industry, everybody needs an opportunity, and it's all about trying to give younger talents opportunity, whether you, you know, I mean, just from my point of view, whether it's working with them in the ring or being on the show. So hard times right now. What can we do? Well, let's let them on the show. Talk. They got a fan base. Their fan base is going to tune in, want to hear them. Who do they want to work with? What do they want to do? What are their goals? What are their aspirations? If you're a Luke Cox or you're Dan Housen or you're JP Warhorse, or any, why should I watch you? Why should I listen to you? What do you got? Get yourself over. We'll find but, out. We'll yeah, do it. There you go. We'll, I love it. And speaking of talking, let's go out to the Busted Open Nation once again. Let's go out to James and the Yonkers. What's going on, James? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, what so, up? first thing is you mentioned about the indie guys trying to get them over. I'd like to personally vouch for two guys in a promotion in uh, the Hudson Valley and the Connecticut, Massachusetts region, Northeast Wrestling promoter. Michael Lombardi, a shout-out to Hale Collins and Vic Delicious. I've known these guys for probably about 10 years now, busting their ass in that company. They've even been the tag team champions, had a typical partner feud, 
I'd like to see them get on the show. I'd like to hear your thoughts on what their career is like. But All right. You know, hey, uh, we'd love to talk to them. Well, you know, use the hashtag, get yourself over, and hopefully we'll be talking to them too soon on, on a Monday. Now, thankfully, when I first went uh, to, a- to NEW, I've been doing it for about 10 years now. And thankfully, I went to one show, found this very particular young man named was Darby Allen. I looked at him. I said, wait a minute. This guy is shorter than me. This guy is skinnier than me. I'm a freaking railroad in terms of, you know, being skinny. And, I get, and I'm thinking, how can this kid be over? What is so special about him? I could not have been more wrong. Right now, I am a big Darby Allen mark because of this. And it leads me to my, t- my discussion point is with this TNT title tournament, who do you say would be the person that puts the title on the map? Because Cody will lend it in some credibility. Darby, people want him to have it. They want him. He's over big time. Dustin, I don't know. He's on the tail end. And Archer, you could have a monstrous reign to start this thing. What do you guys think? This is a great question. And, and James, so th- thank you so much for the phone call. I love what James is asking, Bully, because with this tournament and this new championship for AEW, do you give it to somebody like a Darby Allen who's monster over and maybe, you know, could use a little shine by having a championship title around his waist? Or do you give it to somebody like a Lance Archer that you know is just a kick-ass badass and maybe this is a way to start his path of destruction? Or do you give it to a Cody or a Dustin? Like, what do you think right now when it comes to this championship tournament? So watch this. Follow me, Dave. Cody, Dustin, Darby, Lance Archer. With as over as those four personalities are in AEW, do any single one of those guys need a championship? No. That speaks volumes to AEW right now. Obviously, Cody and Dustin are going to be over. Dustin's been around forever. Cody's the, you know, the uh, the, the Michael Corleone slash Dusty of AEW. Darby's just over, and Lance is just over. If I have to choose one of these guys, is this more of a is is this going to be more of a traditional TV title? Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a uh, like a TV title. I would think okay. that you, you would see defended more on TV than anywhere else. Isn't part of Darby's charm that you don't see him all the time? Mm. This is a great question because it is the TNT championship. So this is their, like, uh, quote-unquote TV title. Is it going to be defended every week on TV? I that I don't know, but... You have been kind of seeing Darby Allen each and every week on TV for the most part. Wow. I, it, it's, it, that's why this is such a compelling question by our caller. I, you know what? I almost, I eliminate, I'm, gonna, I'm going to eliminate Cody and Dustin from the conversation because I don't think that they need this title or the title needs them. So I'm going to eliminate Cody and Dustin. I'm going to leave it to Darby Allen and Lance Archer. And I agree with you that I don't think either one needs a championship. I don't know if either one would even want a championship. But those are the two names that I'm going to throw out there. Do you agree with those two names that Cody and Dustin should be eliminated from the conversation? Yes. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, 
Cody never needs to put his hands on another championship ever again. And if he does, it's ha- it, it has to be in front of 50,000 people and mean the world to somebody, a la Kerry Von Eric beating Ric Flair in Texas Stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be one of those special moments. Otherwise, Cody's so over within the AEW fan base that he doesn't need a championship. Dustin is a great veteran. Listen, if they put it on Dustin, that's cool because it's a veteran that can work on TV every single week and help get younger guys over. Could Dustin help make the championship? Sure. Does Dustin really need the championship? No. Darby is this unique character that I don't think needs anything. Archer, super over. Super up, tremendous upside. Jake's by his side. Get a get get the strap on a on a heel champion and have him kill guys every week. Cool. When you talk it out, if I look at it from a business point of view, when you talk it out, if it's going to be defended every single week on TV, and I don't know if that's the the answer, but it is it is the TNT Championship, so. This person's going to be almost like the face of your show because I think the world heavyweight champion, which is John Moxley, is somebody that hey, you don't want on TV every week. So somehow, some way, this champion's going to be on TV each week. Without giving it much more thought than I'm giving it right now, I think I put it on Dustin. Interesting. He's a because you have a an entire company loaded with young guys who need experience with psychology. Dustin can give everybody a great match. Dustin can teach all of the younger talents. So you, every week somebody can work with Dustin and they can have good matches and they can learn from them. If you're in there with Archer right now, Archer has to kill you. I don't want to see Archer having competitive matches. Archer should be bruiser brodying his way through the entire company. But maybe that could be like that championship title where he just holds that championship title and he takes on all defenders and just knocks them down. Don't I don't think that I don't think that that personality needs a championship. I think Darby is has that aura to him that he doesn't need it need it, need it either. If it's a TV champion, it's got to be about work rate. And, and if that just, if that's the truth, then it's got to be then it's then it's Dustin then. Because and maybe if you look at it, Darby Allen doesn't need a championship title. He he probably doesn't want a championship title. He's kind of that rebel guy, that character. You know, Lance Archer, I think, is more adapted to the world heavyweight championship. If you're gonna have this dominating heel, then why not at some point down the road go up against your biggest baby face, which is John Moxley? Then maybe it is the work rate of Dustin Rhodes that holds on to that title. Because a lot of guys can learn with him, get good TV experience, good psychology. People are going to be behind Dustin too. You know, he, you know, he put his career on the line against the Sabian kid. Did you enjoy the match last night with Dustin and Sabian? Yeah, and and like a lot of people said, well, I didn't think Dustin was going to lose anyway. I didn't. I wasn't hundred percent sure of that. I wasn't. He was in a main event match on 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 national TV. That could have been. Dustin's final match last night. 
I think I think I can make arguments as to why guys don't need the championship is more easily than I as to why they do need the championship, and I think that that's a compliment to AEW in general because they've done a great job of because the two new names are Darby and Archer. I don't care how long they were around; they're new to AEW, but they got to the company and they're over. If I don't need, you know what I need to see Darby and Lance Archer have stories. I don't think I need to see either one of them with a championship. Interesting. All right. We'll that's continue. Just, that's this. just my opinion, Dave. I, I like where you're going. I like where stone. you're going. Cause those four names I could have actually made like, especially last night, like Sammy Guevara, I could have made a, a bigger argument why Sammy Guevara could have had that. I actually thought Sammy Guevara was going to win that match last night. Cause the one guy out of everyone that's competing, Sammy Guevara was the one guy I say, you know what? I put a title belt around his waist right now. Sammy, if you throw Sammy in there, I'm immediately saying yes because he's the young, heel, cocky, schmucky, douchey champion. And you could just see him. Sammy would be wearing that belt naked 24-7. And uh, being, you know what? Being the sex god or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's definitely the, you know, sex god. What, what is he, girl? What do you call him? What is he? He's not, he's, not, he's not a sex god to me, but I guess that's his gimmick, right? Oh, I thought you said you were a Sammy yeah. fan. No, Sammy. Come on. Yeah. He's a Spanish guy. He's, he's, he's as Tony, Shavani, Tony Schiavone calls him a Spanish god. Chris Jericho corrects him every week saying he is the Spanish god. Regardless, that because even even with the flim flam, you saw that there was a little bit of jealousy with Jericho saying that obviously Guevara had the better flim flam. He had a much tighter flim flam than Jericho did, but you and know bigger. what? His, his flim flam was tighter much and bigger. bigger. It was. Well, let me tell you something. It was bigger and it was longer. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, bigger and longer. Jericho's known for a Jericho. lot of things, but I don't think he's known for the length or girth of the flim flam. No, and Guevara, younger, firmer, bigger, longer flim flam on Sammy Guevara and it looked like Jericho was a little jealous. So now you put a title belt around that Spanish God uh, could, could, could cause some uh, disturbances within the force, as you would say from one of the return to the Jedi movies. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on busted open from 9am to noon Eastern on Sirius XM fight nation channel 156. The busted open podcast at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in virginia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply